What's up, y'all? It's Tisha Tuesday, and y'all already know what time it is. This is for my ladies and gentlemen, okay? Because y'all know this Tisha Tuesday is a very, very serious Tuesday because this is the second um, time I will be returning back to the city council for um, the city council meeting which is tonight at 7 p.m., 18 Union Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23510. Since everybody want to act like they do not know where City Hall is, it's a place where you pay a personal property tax at. That's the place, okay? It's a place right downtown, right across the street from, um, right across the court, I would say, from the, uh, from the court and. 811 is it's, it's right there, y'all. It's right there since a lot of people don't know where it's at. You want to know? Listen, I want to say something. Nowadays, it's like people are like they don't ever want to look up stuff. Like, you tell somebody, oh, it said so-and-so. Well, where that's at? Like, I would have to go on Google just like you would to find out what it is. You could go ahead and spare a little bit of time, you know. But, um, but yeah. This is serious, y'all. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we want a traffic light, but we have to remember that a 12-year-old lost his life, you know, and we just want to, and going forward, we want to prevent that so that nothing like that ever, ever, ever happens again. Like, we don't ever want anything like that to happen to anybody's child. Gregory was only 12 years old with a bright future ahead of him. You know, he could have been, you know, anything that he wanted to be. Um, you know, he was going to be a future Spartan, you know, like, like myself, you know, I'm, you know, NSU alumni, you know, he wanted to go to Norfolk State. So, you know, we all are, you know, as just responsible for showing up for him because he was going to be one of our owns, you know, for those, you know, who listen to the podcast and have graduated from Norfolk State or any HBCU for that matter. You know, um, so I encourage everybody to come out tonight, you know, stand with me and you don't even have to say anything. You know, I'm going to go up there and I'm going to say everything, you know, well, not even everything because the city hall meetings are every second and fourth Tuesday and I ain't got nothing to do on Tuesday. It's Teach Tuesday. So I'll be right there at, at, at the city hall meeting, finding out what's going on in the city, which I um, just came across the article, which was um, a couple of years. It was back, back, back in 2016. Um, how they, um, Ivanka Trump, she has something in place about, um, I think it's called Zero Opportunities or something or something like that. You'll have to look it up. But um, pretty much it's to bring private investors, you know, into Norfolk and basically, you know, them basically investing in property in the low-income areas and all of that stuff. So with them doing that, um, our mayor met with um, Donald Trump um, a couple years ago and basically they're in agreement to bring, you know, more investors into the city and build properties and everything. And where they need to build the property, of course, is our 
very own beloved Young's Park, Cary Park, Tidewater Park. So, yeah, soon those will be no more. And um, that's the type of stuff. I mean, granted, you know, those are the projects, you know, and um, it should be, to me, you know, my own personal opinion, it should be like a stepping stone. You know, those who, you know, live live out the projects and all that stuff, eventually, you know, you, you want more than just those center block walls. Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's... I understand that, okay, rent is what it is, and you know, but you're not owning nothing. You know, that's not building generational wealth, you know, within a community by, you know, staying in these low income based homes, you know, not paying rent or whatever, whatever type of assistance, and you're not owning nothing. You know, you have to worry about people coming in your house when you're not there, you know, inspections and all that different type of stuff. Like, that's not ownership. And, you know, just we as black people, you know, we need to take ownership of, you know, our communities. And taking ownership of our communities is simple stuff like standing up and saying that we need a traffic light. You know, we need to install, you know, different speed bumps in our neighborhoods, different things, you know, that we need to have in our communities, in our neighborhood. And um, that's what the city council meetings are for, is to listen to what's going on as well as give our input on what we do want and what we don't want. You know, we are just leaving our lives, our livelihood in the hands of people to make decisions for us. And um, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a little better than that, to just have my life, you know, in someone else's hands for them to just make decisions for me. But I guess, you know, living in America and, you know, being a citizen of the society, you know, there are just things that, you know, I have to do, you know, in order to basically stay afloat and basically to live, you know, all of us. However, the places that we live, those are the places that we can control is where we pay our money, you know, but um, people who, of course, you know, pay rent, who don't own their homes, you basically have to, you know, Go with, you know, the policies and things that are set in place for, you know, for while you're there. But um, at the end of the day, as again, being citizens and residents of the city of Norfolk, it's important that we start standing up and saying, you know, we're against this and we're for this and we need this. Because people talk so much about how they love their city and rep they city and all that stuff but what are you doing for your city like what are you really doing you know we get people who market clothing brands and you know oh they from here and repping a city and all of that stuff or whatever but what are you really doing you know and you know one person who I really really admire which is my baby Jasmine Jimmy Miss Virgin Grooves herself, you know, that's the person who puts on for her city. You know, she has different events. Um, you know, she bring awareness um, to the LGBTQ. Um, I don't want to forget that. I don't, don't, you know, I ain't trying to leave nobody out. Um, where for one of her events, um, she worked with, uh, I believe it was Life Center in um, Park Place, where she did um, free uh, AIDS testing so you could know your status. 
Um, you know, she takes donations, uh, receive donations for, you know, hurricane victims in Puerto Rico. And she raised funds for, um, I can't remember the little boy's name, um, but she raised um, money and raised awareness for, you know, his disease that he had. And, you know, and it's an honor to attend events like that, definitely from people who I've worked with and who I admire. Um, me and Jasmine met at Hooters when we used to work there, and I would just always tell her, like, I just know you're going to be great. Whatever you do, you know, just do it because, you know, she just has that heart. And um, that's who put I see who put on, you know, for, for the city of Norfolk. And I definitely, definitely respect her. And she even came out um, on the 25th when I had um, my first city hall meeting. Ooh, excuse me. Uh, that's how I got that um, that footage. So if, if she wasn't there, I wouldn't even have that footage. So thank you so much, girl. I love you so much for that. Like, I love your soul. Um, this is for my ladies, all right? So, you know, we have to understand that we have to still encourage and uplift and motivate and, you know, give that support and that praise to, you know, our women. Um, because a lot of women are stepping up. You know, um, a lot of women, they are they are definitely, definitely stepping up and, um, you know, saying what they want, what we don't want, what we need, and, you know, what we don't need. And um, it just goes, you know, like how powerful women are. You know, women are very, very powerful. And I know even, you know, myself, I'm very powerful. Like, I know I have a voice you know, that is meant to be heard. I know I have a voice, you know, that can get a message across. And and that's just what I want to do. I just want to use my voice, you know, just use what God gave me to make change in my neighborhood. You know, people want to go off and go to different places, go to different cities and states and you know, once they get there, they're doing everything. Why couldn't you have done any of that, you know, at home? But I get it. But, you know, sometimes it can be the support. Um, you know, I definitely feel that, you know, when I first started, you know, the whole petition for Gregory to get the installation of the um, of the traffic light, you know, everybody, yeah, yeah, go, go, yeah, don't give up, do it, do it, do it, and all that stuff or whatever. And um, keep that same energy. I still need that, you know, because it be days where it's just like, people don't care for real. They don't, they don't wanna see no traffic light up. You know, I still be looking at the petition. There's only 2,700 names up there. And it's been shared and passed around so many times. It should be more than that. You know, it, it, should, it should be way more than that. But then it could be just something maybe that I'm not doing. But again, I'm only one person. I'm only one person. And there's a lot of people, you know, when I told them that I'm doing this petition, um, you know, for a traffic light, and everybody's like, oh, something should have been done. And I, yeah, all right, well, I'm doing it, and I need your help. And I'm telling you that I need your help. But, oh, I don't know if I can make it. Oh, I don't know if I can be there. Oh, I got this to do. And all right, cool. Because for me, I really don't like asking for help. Like, I feel like I can do it. Like, I ain't, don't even worry about it. 
the moment I ask somebody to do something, they'd be like, well, uh, you know, don't even worry about it. I got it. No worries. I got it. Like, I got it. Don't worry. I got it. No, no, really, I got it. But, um, yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's it has been, you know, a it's been a journey, you know, even in the, just these couple of weeks, you know, that I have been doing this because I have to constantly you know, in my mind, prepare myself for, you know, if if anything doesn't happen or, you know, if it isn't, you know, what the what ifs, you know, and I don't, I guess I don't want to, I just want them to put up that traffic light and I just want to know, you know, what it is that we need to do, like, do we need to raise some money and you say, hey, we got this much money, put up the traffic light, you know, something like that. You know, I don't want it to be, because at the end of the day, you know, what I have been praying to God was, you know, take me out of this. Like, you know, if there's any sort of self-gain or anything that I'm trying to get from this, like, just stop it, you know. But then that next morning, you know, like I talked about, it's just everything has been going. You know, meeting the parents and then, you know, seeing Rhoda Young out there. It's just like every single day it was something. Every single day, you know, I was getting this new, this motivation, this new strength to just go and to just do it. Every single day, every every morning and every afternoon. And then at night, I go to sleep and I'm like, okay, so in the morning when I get up, I got to do this. I have to do this. I need to go here just to make. And then, they, you know, everything just goes different because I leave and I'll run into this person and all of this stuff or whatever. So I knew God was telling me like, go, you know, go. And, um, every time that I feel like a little bit discouraged, like, you know, people don't care. Ain't nobody, don't nobody care. People aren't as compassionate as I think they are. People don't have the same heart as me and all of that stuff or whatever. But then, the moment I start to think like that, God always sends me confirmation through someone, somebody, when I'm out in a drive-thru getting some, getting an iced coffee and a bagel. And somebody like, hey, ain't you that girl that's doing that petition? I'm like, yeah. Did you sign it? Yep, I signed it on Facebook. I'm like, okay, cool. Awesome. Or to be all the way out in Richmond and telling somebody about it and then to go on the petition and they signed it. You know, it's, it's, it's been like that. Or somebody telling me, like, oh, you remind me of um, one of those stories in the Bible. I'm like, what, Ruth or Esther? Which one is it? And they're like, nah, <laughs> it's the, um, <laughs> the parable of the widow. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but basically, in the story, Jesus told the parable of um, the woman who kept going to the judge. And, you know, they said in the Bible that the judge neither fear God or fear anybody or fear anything. But the widow kept going to the judge with her request all the time, just going. She, she was just so persistent. Oh, that is, that's it. The um, parable of the persistent widow. That is just innocent Luke. And thank you, Orlando, for giving me that. So shout out to Orlando for telling me that I reminded him of a story in the Bible. Thank you. But, um, yeah, so she kept going to the judge with her request and all that stuff. And, you know, he finally was like, you know, because I'm, I'm a man that neither fears God or anything, 
I'm going to go ahead and grant your request so that you can basically just leave me alone. That's all I want them to do. Put the traffic light up so I can leave y'all alone. Because I already told y'all, I already said on my Instagram, I'm not running for nothing. I, I, I don't, I just, right now, at least right now, I can't see myself running for anything. Like, I really can't just because of the simple fact that, again, people aren't as compassionate as they once were. I feel like as a society, we used to be compassionate. You know, think when we would see things happening, we would be compassionate. But what I also have come to the conclusion is we're compassionate about things that are happening in other cities. You know, we were compassionate about um, Mike Brown. We were compassionate about Trayvon Martin. We was compassionate about stuff that happens, you know, outside of our city, outside of our state. But when something is happening right in your backyard, where you at? Raise your hand. You know, where where y'all at? This was a tragedy. That was a tragic, that was a horrific incident that happened to a 12-year-old boy. Parents. Parents. Imagine. Like, really, just imagine you telling your child that they could go to a library because they wanted to go and retake a test because they got an A-. minus. Gregory had an A minus one test and he wanted to retake it so he could get an A. So it's not like he was just, again, at the library, you know, spending the whole two hours just playing video games, computer games. No. He was going there to attain something. So just imagine, parents, you tell your child, okay, you can go to the library. You know, you've crossed the street with them before, you know, and you just like, okay, you can go ahead because it's right there. I mean, it's it's really right there. If he, Even if his mother walked to the corner and stood right there, she could see him even going into the library. It's right there. So it's not far like, oh, he, should, he shouldn't have been walking by himself. He's 12 years old. We was doing a lot of things by ourselves at 12 years old. I mean, I know I was doing a lot of things. I was walking places by myself at 12 years old. You know, I was cooking on a stovetop, you know, at 12 years old. I was babysitting at 12 years old. You know, so there are things that, you know, 12-year-olds do. Like, you know, a certain amount of independence that a parent gives a 12-year-old. And something, walking to the library, that's just something that we encourage. Go to the library. Go pick up a book. Go read. Imagine your son coming, you know, you or your daughter, anybody, leaving a library, and he's coming across the street to come home, and you get a phone call saying that your child is dead. They believe that your, your, your child down there laying in the street ran over by a box truck. You can't even imagine that. You don't want to imagine that. Because you, you don't want to feel that. But this woman has to feel that every single day. Every single day. We have to start caring about things. No, I didn't know Gregory. But I know Norfolk. I know my city. I know I know my community. And I feel like I know them a little bit better. Like, you know, that they're better and they want better. 
We always talking about, oh, this when it happened in the white neighborhood, or oh, this when it happened again. Well, let's bring, let let's keep that same energy. Let's build our communities up so when stuff happens, they come running like like we we the white folks. They come running like we again. We have to want our neighborhoods to be better. We have to want to push out the violence. I don't like who people stop being so silent when it's time to speak. Y'all speak up about everything else. Let somebody ask y'all what's going on with a celebrity and what you think about that and all of that stuff. You'll be the first person. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. And I think. Let's uh, let's allow that same that same passion that we have when we're talking about things that really don't mean nothing that really don't affect you. Let's direct that same energy towards things that can make it better, make you know, make our community and make our neighborhoods and make our cities better. We need that traffic light. We need to keep Gregory's legacy alive so that he doesn't die twice. Because the second time he's die he died is when we forget. When we just, you know, okay, two weeks, three weeks, all right. No. They didn't already done took the little police speedometer up. They didn't took that up already. Okay. So what y'all taking it up? Because what y'all gonna put something up now? Like, I mean, we have to continue. Like I talked about in my first podcast, we have to hold these city council people accountable. Whether you voted or not, whether you went out and voted, you know, for these people, we have to hold them accountable. For why we put them in those seats. For why they're there. Come out tonight. City Hall, 7 p.m., 810 Union Street. Come out and let them know that we need and we want that traffic light. Tisha Tuesday. Thank you, and I'll talk to y'all next week.